today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Coming up uh, very shortly in the next couple of weeks, of course, is, uh, well, the government policy, the Ontario government and the federal government policy uh, vis-a-vis cannabis and the opportunity for communities such as Hamilton to uh, opt in or opt out when it comes to bricks and mortar and actually have shops that are going to sell these products in uh, their communities. Now, it's been a hotly debated subject. Uh, we've got until the 22nd of this month to actually come up with a decision. Now, I know, I guess about a week from today, Hamilton City Council is going to try to wrestle with this thing again. Uh, they put it off and asked staff for some more information. I'm not so sure there's a whole lot of more information they could uh, get for them at this stage. But uh, what is Hamilton's option on this, and how is this thing going to roll out? And uh, by the way, we're also going to talk a little bit later on uh, with uh, some folks that may be interested in actually applying for some of these licenses. Uh, but to the Hamilton situation and the Hamilton perspective on this, uh, we welcome Jason Farr, the counselor for Ward 2 downtown, to the Bill Kelly Show on CHML. Happy New Year, Jay. Great to have you with us today. Good morning, Bill, and Happy New Year to you. Let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, we I know that council talked about this late last year, and there were a couple of sessions about this. You heard from some delegations. Uh, is, is it next Monday, is a week today, that you guys are going to talk about this again? Yes, and on the very day that the uh, province will issue those uh, 25 licenses. So it would be interesting. We'll have a special council meeting, so no more delegations. That's uh, passed. That GIC was, as you mentioned, some weeks ago. And it'll be later in the day that we hold our special council meeting on this loan topic, uh, following uh, Board of Health, so likely around 3 in the afternoon. So, and by the way, I'm glad you brought this up about the lottery, because this is how these 25 licenses are going to be doled out. Uh, You can make application for it. There's a fee, obviously, a $75 fee Mm -hmm. uh, to submit for an expression of interest. Uh, Those selected through the lottery have five business days to turn in their application and a $6,000 non-refundable fee and a $50,000 letter of credit. So obviously they're weeding out the, uh, the, the folks that may be just passively interested in this. You've you, you got to have a business case and you got to have some money behind you if you're going to get one of these licenses. Mm-hmm. And certainly there's uh, considerable money behind our uh, LPs, uh, legal producers, in this area and areas throughout Canada, but they're uh, not eligible for this first round in Ontario. So these are definitively the ma and posh operations they're not affiliated and can't be affiliated this first time around anyway to licensed producers so yeah that's uh it's it's quite a uh not only a, a steep amount early to acquire that license should you be one of the lucky 25 but uh, not a lot of uh window of time uh, to uh, respond to uh, the, the request for a proposal. Now, will you know when council starts discussing this discussing this rather in a week or so uh, who actually won these licenses? Uh, I looked at the timeline this morning, and I guess it all depends on how quickly a winner responds. I mean, we have until January 22nd. Uh, what I do think we will be aware of, at least in Hamilton, is as it relates to the seven that will be allocated to what we're calling Western Ontario, and Hamilton's part of Western Ontario, or at yeah. least that footprint. Um, we'll know how many. We may not know who, but we'll know how many. Uh, in all likelihood, we'll also know how, who. Uh, but at this point, it's hard to say with these tight timelines. Well, the reason I'm asking is, obviously, if, if one of the, the people that wins one of these lotteries and gets one of these licenses, or the opportunity for them, uh, decides that they want to put one here, is that going to have an influence on council's decision? Yeah, well, again, with the timing, it's, it's um, you know, I mean, this is a council meeting on the 14th, so we'll have already decided on the 14th and that on the very day that the province announces uh, who these uh, license these winners are, these license holders will be. So, uh, I, I would be I'd be surprised if uh, by the end of uh, workday, five o'clock on the fourteenth next Monday, 
we actually know who the two or three or however many of the seven who are eligible in our entire region are. So I, I don't think it will, to be honest. When you say seven for Southern Ontario, does that include the GTA? Seven for Western Ontario. Okay. So I think what's happened is there's five regions the province has uh, uh, put together for the 25 in the lottery. And uh, Toronto, seven. Western Ontario, which includes Hamilton and Niagara. And then you had West London and Kitchener-Waterloo and so forth. They get another seven, and then the other three regions uh, divvy up the remaining eleven or so. All right, so so that's that's how this is going to come down. So there's a pretty po- strong possibility, uh, just by the numbers, that uh, this uh, there's probably going to be the opportunity uh, for at least one, two, or who who knows how many of these things here in the Hamilton Burlington area. Now, when we talked before Christmas, Jay, obviously council decided to kick this thing down the road because they said mm-hmm. some of your colleagues anyway said they wanted to get more information on this. Uh, and you suggested that there was going to be some discussion. Now, I know it's been the holidays and everybody's had some time off and they're just getting back to work for many of us after about 14, 15 days off. Uh, but do you get the sense that, that some of your colleagues have come to a conclusion and come to a decision on this? Because they, they seem rather, well, you know, sitting on the fence, I guess, is the, maybe the best way to express it. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, it's a, again, when you and I last talked, I said it was a hard call going into the meeting, and I suggested and predicted maybe we'll get a tabling. We almost didn't. Two boats uh, shot down, and then the third uh, brought on by the mayor to uh, table to give more time to get some more answers actually did pass, and that was uh, a, a ruling to, uh, on Council Marula's motion to opt out. So uh, what we did ask that day was for a, a you know a plethora of more info and and so over the holidays uh, some staff maybe were working a little more than they may have uh, expected to, during the shutdown to get some of those answers but uh, uh, the reality is I mean on the 14th we're going to make a decision one way or the other because uh, you know you only have until January 22nd or or six other working days six uh, additional working days to let the province know and of course if we if we opt in, we're in and we're eligible for that additional funding. And, and police were pretty clear to us in our general issues committee when we talked about this last as a council and the mayor uh, that they, they need to they require the, the revenue, the, 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 the tools to enforce, and that costs money. And opting in gets that uh, those funds. Uh, how that works and how much exactly, uh, you know, those, those answers should come our way come Monday on the 14th. Uh, but the reality is, I mean, you know, we have uh, still uh, a large number of illegal shops in um, this city. There's illegal shops in every city. It seems to be a little bit disproportionate when you take a look at Hamilton and the per capita uh, statistics there. But uh, all of us, I think, I think every one of us would agree that these illegal shops have got to go, whether whether you're on the opt-in side of the debate or whether you're on the opt-out side of the debate. And many of us who are on the opt-in, and I'm one of them, um, feel that, you know, we would be throwing the baby out with the bathwater if we opt out, even though the argument is, well, you can always opt in at a later date, but you're not eligible, though, if you opt in at that later date after January 22nd for the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And the key is, as well, that $100 million, uh additional revenue, uh, 50-50 split on the excise tax above and beyond $100 million, which which, you know, is a considerable sum when you consider the popularity. And when you consider, and I heard your interview with Brad Clark about some of these statistics, that, you know, these retail operations could account for as much as 50%, the projections are, of, of you know, legal cannabis sales across this country. And Ontario, 38%. 
of of uh, of of the business. So there's there's a clear uh, desire for folks to shop for cannabis, a legal product in Ontario. Uh, at retail operation. Let me ask you about the policing costs, because it seems to be one of the the, the the tough issues that some of your colleagues are having to deal with here. And and I know some of them that are, are leaning towards opting out is suggesting that the money that the province is offering uh, for enforcement, et cetera, et cetera, is not nearly enough. And, and it never is. I mean, I've never, ever seen anybody at municipal government say, boy, that's exactly what we needed to the penny. There's always going to be that that argument about that. But having said that, you're already incurring those costs. When I talked to Chief Gerd about this a couple of weeks ago, I think at its peak there were something like 82 illegal shops operating here in Hamilton, and those costs had to be absorbed by police services at that time. What you're getting here is an opportunity from the province to say, we'll help defray some of those costs by throwing money at you. I, I yeah. can't see why council would turn their back on that. Yeah, I mean, the reality is now we have illegal shops throughout our city, a, a large portion uh, you know, downtown and in the lower city, uh, but they're all over the city, and uh, we have zero funds. So the reality is, if we do opt in, we at least get some, and, and potentially uh, a lot more than, than we may be expecting when you consider, um, you know, this is uh, going to be, it is already, quite obviously, a popular legal product, and, and you know, above $100 million in, in revenue, uh, excise tax is, is going to be split amongst those who opt in before January 22nd. And, and you know, what Hamilton Police Services is telling us now where we have a city that has a, a, a cop-to-pop ratio, as they call it, uh, that, that, you know, is greater than most cities in Canada and Ontario. They have many, many other challenges, and uh, they have priorities. And, you know, Dan Kinsella has vested in this file, has shared with council on more than one occasion that, you know, we have to prioritize when we police. And, and you know, given all of our other priorities, given our cop-to-pop ratio, in the city of Hamilton, it's hard for us to enforce with zero budget. So at least in this case of opting in, they'll have, uh, you know, a much greater budget to, you know, enforce these illegal shops. And I think, again, uh, in fact, I know all of council would like to see these illegal shops uh, obliterated from this market and every other market because you don't know where they're getting the product from. And that's a pretty scary scenario. You don't know who they're serving their product to. You don't know if they're staff or trained. You don't even know who they are. Well, you don't know and what you're buying. And you don't know what you're buying. I mean, that's the key. Uh, it, it's it's a great concern. You and I have talked many times on your program, and I think we're like-minded on, on doing all we can, even thinking outside the box as it relates to tackling the opioid crisis. While it may be a stretch for some in the cannabis industry, the reality is if you're an illegal uh, shop owner selling can- cannabis and, and who knows what else, um, and, and no one knows where that product is coming from, it, it, there, there is the potential that it, that, that it can be spiked with some illegal uh, opiate. And, and, you know, we have this fentanyl crisis, this uh, fentanyl crisis going on in our city and across the nation, across North America, and, you know, a little speck to, to, to beef up the product uh, by some uh, uh, nefarious operator who's just looking for some quick cash while the city doesn't have the funds to enforce them. Who knows what they may do to try to compete in this illegal market? So you, you want to eliminate the possibility of, uh, of uh, a product that uh, that that is unfamiliar and uh, who knows where it's from uh, from entering into this market and being sold in this market. Is there some fear-mongering going on here uh, with some of the, the arguments that are being made? And, you know, about radial separation, we don't want them within so many uh, meters of schools, etc. And I'm not suggesting they're ever going to be side-by-side. 
But anybody who's granted a license in this lottery doesn't want to lose it because this is going to be a cash cow no. for them. They're not. They're not going to abuse this. No, I mean it, there's always some bad operators. I mean, I sat on licensing for years when I was on city council, and yeah, every now and then there'd be a bar owner who was just a you know a, a bad a bad operator. That's all there is to it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's once in a blue moon, and I expect the same ratio will apply once these shops open. Well, for sure, and and you know the, the whole point, and you know this from being a past uh, licensing committee member, you, you can't close down a business that doesn't have a city license if we don't don't have that category. We don't have the authority locally to shut shut down as as a as a bylaw enforcement. Uh, Hamilton police obviously have to go through a great onerous task over many days ahead of time, during and then afterwards securing the property, and it's at a great cost, not only operationally, uh, uh, but but salary wise and the, the amount of officers they need. But but you know, I mean, that's the other advantage of opting in because now locally there is that category, and therefore we can we can partner with police. In, on the enforcement side, we can shutter locally as uh, enforcement, bylaw enforcement, and and we can point to um, the fact that we've opted in and therefore we've created the license in the city as it stands now. We don't have that. If we opt out, we don't have that. And it really becomes a, a local and OPP issue. And, and clearly, since I think uh, the date was October 17th, if I'm not mistaken, when it became legal across the nation, uh, we've had a challenge here in Hamilton shutting down the illegal operators. They still very much exist. Uh, more than half of them, it appeared, because you talked about Girton at its peak, 82. We're at about 30, let's say, right now in the city of Hamilton. Many volunteered to uh, shut their doors, these illegal operators, because they wanted to be eligible to be legal operators. And so it wasn't a, a, a vast sweep of uh, police enforcement or blitzing that shut down uh, more than half of the ones that operated prior to October 17th, it was Ill- it was illegal operators hoping to have valid applications that uh, ultimately we're going to see um, come to fruition and announce 25 anyway, the first phase. But, but uh, listen, if, if council opts out of this, yeah. if anybody on council votes to opt out of this because they think uh, the illegal problem is is, is going to be, it's, it's only going to get worse. I mean, if you don't allow legal shops, the illegal ones are going to start popping up all over again, and you'll be back up to 82 before you know it. That that is my fear. I mean, we now have Hamilton Police Services on public record saying they're challenged as it relates to enforcement. Since October seventeenth, we haven't seen a great deal of uh, uh, Ontario provincial police activity in this jur- jurisdiction. They have their other jurisdictions, and 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 so you know, while some of us, including myself, many many months ago, leading up to October seventeenth and the legalization across the nation, thought, okay, well, if the pr- province is charged with the regulation and enforcement and the province is going to come in here with their white cowboy hats and they're going to close everybody down they're going to assist us but that hasn't happened either so that is a in in my in my uh feelings on this particular issue i am right with you bill i i i fear that we opt out and we're going to get back to the wild west It'll just be a localized wild west here in the city we're going to get a who knows past 80 uh, illegal shops because we're we've already sent the message that we were challenged in form in in, the, in terms of the revenue that the non revenue we get right now but we're 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 challenged in terms of enforcement because we don't have the resources. Downtown Councilor Jason Farr, Jay, thanks as always for this. Appreciate the update, and I know we'll talk again as uh, we get closer to this date. Talk Thank to you, you soon. Bye bye. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.